Hey guys, Will here. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out to you guys for listening. Um, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please keep showing it to your friends and family. Keep letting us know what you guys want to hear from us, and we will definitely take that into account. A quick overview of this episode, we do touch on some lifting things, such as an overview of the meet that I recently competed in, as well as Vin's recent max out week that he did. Uh, we also touch on a few milestones that we hope to reach with this podcast. And then also, what I think is probably the most important topic within this episode is we touch on some very informative, what I think, and Vin and I think are very informative uh, pieces of football information, football recruiting information more specifically. Um, yeah, so please listen. Um, for my non-football viewers, if you guys don't want to listen to that part, I totally understand. But I definitely think there could be something that you guys could draw from that as well to apply to your own lives. And yeah, thank you guys so much for your support. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four. Yeah, episode four of the Max Out Podcast. I am one of your hosts, William Cunningham, here with my co-host, Vincent Wagner. Vin, how the fuck are you? Well, as always, coming off yet another very productive week. Completely exhausted. Max out week for pretty much both of us here. But we'll get into that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll start we'll start with that. Um, I competed this weekend, everybody, which was kind of lit to get back out on the platform and, and lift against some people and, and keep my name relevant in the look at this. I look like I'm sponsored by Under Armour. That's kind of sick. I'm not. <laughs> Under Armour. What's good? Hit my line. If somehow, some way, somebody from Under Armour hears this, please. Tommy Hilfiger, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I competed this weekend. It was sick. Um, Olympic lifting, obviously. Uh, clean and jerk snatch. Went pretty well, I, I'd say, after not competing for a year. Uh, had months and months of strength work just from football-oriented stuff. Then um, transitioned into some technique work once football ended. Strict technique work for about probably a month, maybe five weeks. Um, that did me really well. I snatched 140 kilograms or 308 pounds, which was, which were both huge PRs, um, both competition PRs. I think um, my snatch was a 22 kilogram competition PR. So that's like 44 pounds, 45 pounds, some, something along those lines. Um, maybe like 40. For anyone who pounds. is confused on any of the weights or kilograms or whatever, just know that Will's an absolute beast. That's the bottom Thanks, line. man. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that was huge. Um, and it went up way easier than I expected. I think I have another 10 kilograms in my tank. So I think I could snatch, if I'm really pushing it and with some more technique work, I'd probably snatch. I think I got 148 or 150. 150 is 330 pounds. Um, then on my clean and jerk, I put up 171. Uh, 171 kilograms, which is 376 pounds. Again, it's absolutely I think terrifying. I'm confident I could clean 405 right now. I'm not gonna because I need to let my body rest. Um, I joke about it all the time on my TikTok about how rest days suck, but they're necessary to let your body recover. And actually, that 140 snatch was a it was a state unofficial PR, I guess, or state unofficial record for my weight class as a junior, which is kind of sick. Um, I don't know if it'll go in the record books because uh, it wasn't a national meet or a state sanctioned meet, whatever it was. It was in the state of Florida. I think it should count. 
whatever. Kind of lit. But enough about me. Vin here had his own little Max week, and I'm yeah. fucking amped to hear Ooh. about it. <laughs> Vin, talk to me. Um. So, yeah, uh, I did squat and bench this week. Squat went well. Bench, not so much, but we'll get into that. I think I, – um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You PR'd your bench, though. Anytime you PR, it's, PR. it's, it's so, a So, okay, so – I, for the life of me, cannot put 315 up on bench, but what absolutely boggles my mind is that I could literally put up 225 for 12 reps. So it's, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It might be my preparation when I'm going to max. I I was talking to Will about this. I think I did too many sets before to warm up before I decided to actually go for my max. So, I mean, in another month or so, when I try it again on that day, I might do less sets beforehand. Also, I think I need to maybe change up my, my chest workouts during the week. I mean, I'm usually doing tempo bench. So I'll, I'll do four sets of tempo and then I'll do two regular sets. So I'm probably going to go a little bit heavier on the tempo sets to try and just, and on top of that, I'll probably get more um, more tricep oriented. Probably do a lot of cro- close grip just to help along with that. Yeah, and and uh, another big thing you could do too. I think you definitely have three fifteen in your wheelhouse. Um, you hit three hundred, right? Yeah, like three hundred. Yeah, you got three hundred went up fairly easy too. It you was got a pretty smooth rep. You got you definitely have three fifteen in you. Again, it's probably into your preparation. Um, yeah. And knowing how to warm up, a lot of that comes with, again, lifting competitively. Uh, me and Vin were talking about it earlier. Uh, in the state of Florida, in high school weightlifting, they compete in the bench, in the clean and jerk. Don't know why it's that combination, but for some reason it is. Um, I never argued because I was pretty decent at both uh, back in high school. Um, but I kind of learned how to warm up. Um, uh, we had a bunch of full power lifters come out for our team. Watching them clean was hideous you know just straight fucking reverse curls and then overhead presses it was it was hideous right. i watched a kid right. bench like <laughs> i watched a kid bench like 360 once and keep in mind he was also like a junior in high school and right he only clean and jerked like 225 which proportionally yes. like and, and he seemed like yeah, he did with a solid know. with a solid squat and a solid base a lot of that's coaching right. and technique but um whatever whatever um but yeah uh, you just got to work on work on warming up i don't think the tempo was really killing you i think maybe the amount of reps you were doing in the tempo might have been um also could have been exhaustion did you go did you take a deload week to recover too before you benched or did you take like a couple days so yeah yeah i took kind of go right into it so my my training since i've been home is pretty much four to five days of lifting a week and two days of running, but I knew I was going to be maxing. So I took a day off of running and a day off of lifting. So I had three wow. days rest. That's that's what you got to do is not be, necessarily yeah. take, take like three days off completely. What you should do is take a deload week, which is essentially where you lower your intensity or lower your volume right. or do both. I typically do both um, right. just to kind of let your body recover a little bit, actively recover. So instead of say you're doing four sets of six or four sex, four sets of eight on tempo bench, uh, bump it down to like three sets of three, three set, gotcha. and add a, add a lighter weight, you know, let yourself recover a little bit there. Do that for a full week on all your lifts. And, and again, 
It also could have been the warm up. It could have been a plethora of things. Could have been something yeah. technique that broke. But you're not a competitive lifter. You're a football player. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely think it was the amount of sets I did before I actually got to my one rep max because I put up. I think it was like, I think I put up. 265, I did that for one, that went up easy. 275, put that up for one, went easy. Then I went to 295, and I put that up for one. That's when it was getting a little bit of a harder rep, but, like, yeah. it was still going up. Yeah. And then instead of going straight to 315, I went to 300. Yeah, I think I think, I think that was a crucial I thing. think that set right there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I didn't. I, I think I was just, like, telling myself, that I, that I wasn't ready for the for the rep but yeah yeah and then another just, another thing too is the amount of rest that you take in between sets when you're going right, I was definitely I was definitely moving fast yeah definitely. yeah when you're when you're going that heavy you should typically take like three to five minutes um yeah. you being you're not bigger like with respect to me but yeah. you're <laughs> you're you're over 200 pounds right uh you should probably be taking like anywhere from like I'd say like four to six minutes when you're when you're maxing when you're regular, right. when you're just working out, when you're training, that's a completely different story. Like two, two minutes tops um, for, for football oriented stuff, maybe a minute and a half. Um, but anyways, how'd, uh, how'd everything else go? Squat, give me a number. Squat was fucking fantastic. I mean, and the only reason that I didn't go heavier is because I didn't have safety racks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. using I was using your typical order it off Amazon <laughs> rack. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have yeah. a cage to squat in. I had had my dad behind me with his hands there, you know, just in case I drop <laughs> 445 behind me. Yeah, yeah, just take out his world. elbows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll just save the world. <laughs> but no, yeah, four, uh, no, I'm sorry, not 445, 455 went up very, very, very easy. And it was a really good rep. I actually have a video of it too. Yeah. But you got some. Yeah. I, I, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that I, I could hit 495 if, yeah, if absolutely. I had a key around. I think, I think with, with proper, with a proper environment, proper warm up, uh, proper techniques when it comes to, a squatting like breathing techniques and bracing um just yeah, learning absolutely. learning how to lift a little bit more again you're not a power lifter but if you ever right. want to go that if you ever want to go that route i don't know much about powerlifting but i can help you out obviously um for sure <laughs> but uh i think i think you could squat 500 pounds i've i've seen you i run. definitely I've think i you. could get it too I've it's seen just you that lift. was Go. That was the most weight I've ever had on my back just because I've never been in an environment where I felt comfortable enough to put more weight on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I get but uh, I knew that I knew that I was going to get that rep and I was like, I just want to make sure and see where I'm at. So yeah, of course, I went of course. For it and it went well. Yeah, went really of well. And, and again, like I keep saying, we're football players. Our goal, me, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm training for football and when I'm training for weightlifting, those are two completely different things. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. Like, yes, I'll still clean and snatch for football, but mm -hmm. like, like my volume. It's a different kind of. I'll be, I'll yeah, do exactly. modification. I'll do hang snatches instead of full snatches. I'll do power cleans instead of full cleans, uh, hang right. power cleans instead of full cleans. We typically do uh, hang power cleans. Um, again, just two, two completely different wheelhouses. Great for, great for building strength though. I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't be at the numbers where I'm at. And I think my projected maxes are higher than what my meat PRs are, especially just looking at the videos and, and how easy the weight's moved. Um, 
but I also don't think I would be at this level of strength if it wasn't for football training. Oh, agreed. hundred yeah. percent. Cause I think if I just stuck with weightlifting, maybe I'd get, I think I'd be the, at the numbers that I'm at, but I think I'd be maxing out at the numbers that I'm at, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause, cause I was talking to you about this before. Like I've, I've seen you like pretty much coming off like your prime in, yeah. Yeah. in your, in your Olympic lifting and your form has definitely looked better, but at the same time, you're putting up more weight. So the strength is translating. So that's, what's making me to myself. If you just would like lock in for like a good month or two and Dude. just focus on technique, you'd be, be breaking records left and right. It'd be unreal. It'd be unreal. Yeah. Ultimately I want to go to the Olympics someday. If that's, an, if that's 2028, we'll see. 2028? 2028. <laughs> hey, hey, 20, around right. 20, 26 or 27 is the age when the male body peaks in strength performance. And I was born in really? 2001. I didn't know that. So I was born in 2001. So 2028 means I'll be 27. All right. Me peaking. I don't think I'm anywhere <laughs> near my peak. So we'll, we'll, we'll see down the road. Um, yeah. I, do, I might have an opportunity to compete for Team USA at, a, at, a, at an international meet. So that would be sick. But uh, that's who, who knows who knows what's going to happen with that um and then another shout out to victory mode weightlifting we had two other lifters compete at this meet we had isabella um isabella reyes isa reyes she uh it was her first meet ever she went five for six in her performance she made all three of her snatches made two out of three of her clean and jerks she qualified for youth nationals as a i'm not sure what weight class she was but she qualified it was sick i watched her um, it was a lot of fun helping her warm up and stuff, put my coaching hat on for a little bit there before I competed. And then after I competed, we had Kanisha. She is in uh, my age group. She's a junior. Um, we graduated high school together. Fun fact, she also plays football, played football with me in high school, and she is playing football currently at a – I'm not that sure what school she goes to, but she's playing football and wrestling at a Division three school in Nebraska. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Kanisha's – Kanisha's legit. Um, she qualified for, she qualified, yeah, I don't know how she does it, but uh, especially in yeah. college. I, in high school, I can see it because I did, I did it in high school too. Yeah, right. right. Like, yeah, I did too. Like, like college, hell, hell no. Yeah, shout out to her. She qualified for junior nationals and university nationals. And then I qualified for junior nationals, which I only needed a 230 total. I hit 311. And then I qualified for senior nationals, which is why like, I hit. Next? I, I went 171 in my clean jerk instead of 170 because I wanted to tech just so my name was there to qualify for senior nationals or regular nationals, which is ages 21 to like 30 something. Um, in my weight class, I qualified for that with that 311. That's why I went 171 instead of 170 in my clean and jerk. Every kilo matters when you get to competitive lifting. Sure. Um, well, I actually do have a question. About I have an something. answer. This might be it. This might be a stupid question. And no stupid question. When you, when you are maxing on a squat, should your depth change at all? Um, or should it be the exact same as if you were just doing a regular leg workout? Uh, technical answer, no. Um, that is a solid question. Um, it, it really depends. Um, I know I could squat a lot more if I went powerlifting style and went low bar and only went to like parallel right. or just below parallel. Um, but I use squats when it comes to weightlifting and in football training too, I squat the same way that I do for weightlifting just because right. there's more power production there and more translation onto the field. Um, I don't think it should. 
it's different schools of thought. Um, again, if you just want to put up a much bigger number, then change your depth, change your squat technique. Um, again, there could be some issues there though. If you try to change your technique, like the day you're trying to max out, um, right. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, I used to squat low bar and then I got into weightlifting and I learned to squat high bar. So I know how to do both. Um, gotcha. yeah, that's a, that's a solid question. I'd say no, just because I'm a firm believer, especially with the Olympic lifts that your warm-ups should look exactly the same as your right. third attempts on the platform. Cause I, I noticed that I was, I was like, my, my depth is, is pretty similar on. Yeah. I, I on think all, all of my reps. And I was like thinking to myself, like, like, yeah, I'm asked to grass here. I mean, I think I'd still be getting the same, the same out of the rep if I cut it a little short and I'm thinking maybe I might be able to get a little bit more weight on top of if it. If you're looking if you're looking at just the max out, yes. Right. You're looking at hitting those heavy percentages for, for training purposes and getting stronger and getting faster. I think um, that's not the case. I think you'll get more out of it with okay. that full depth, Agreed. but that was, that was actually a legit, legit question. Agreed. Not a super question. I was, I was ready to say, Vin, that's a fucking super question. <laughs> 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 but that was that was actually a really good question um that i'm not uh, my personal opinion is that uh you shouldn't change your technique okay. that's i think good. i think that's going to be majority of of strength coaches and and weightlifting and powerlifting coaches. right I, I honestly i honestly figured that but i, I definitely yeah. just wanted to hear your view on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely um moving forward uh this is episode four of the podcast then look at us man who would have thought yeah, I mean we're we're pushing I mean, strong. I, I didn't think we were going to be as <laughs> as on pace and committed to this as we are. Just, I mean, we have. I don't shit, know what man. I'm going to look up. What we have on on Apple right now, I know all of our stats for all of our analytics are Spotify, just because it's so much easier to to look yeah, it up. Kinda like gives it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Here's Apple. But yeah, on Spotify, we currently have uh, 44 followers, like people who Sweet. looked at our podcast and clicked follow. So you 44 people who listen to this, we shout love out you. to you. We love you so much. <laughs> Thank we you. Want, we <laughs> want to get that number up. We have uh, 153 streams, so people who wa- who listen to it for like more than like five minutes or something like that. And then we have 222 people who just clicked start. So I don't know where the difference is between right. the starts and the streams. Maybe that those 70 something people or uh 69 69 69 people click start they just they, fuck you they weren't feeling us for some reason um if you're listening to this and you have some way to reach out to me reach out to me on social media and let me know what you guys want to hear because we're trying to get this to grow um we both have a great time doing it um I'm just going to stick with Spotify right now. My internet's being all weird. Um, but yeah. And a little, uh, put a little, uh, incentive for you guys to, uh, keep pushing this. So I'm going to show this on my TikTok, maybe on Instagram too. Um, drum roll and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> hear that? Barely. <laughs> um, if we hit, I'm not going to say if, cause I'm, optimistic when we hit a hundred plus followers and or 500 plus total streams on Spotify, we will drop merch. We will drop t-shirts, shorts. I think hoodies would be clean as hell. Um, t-shirts and hoodies would be fire. 
with the max out logo we're gonna get a design together we have we have a couple already already drawn up Ooh, um, we do hats hats would be uh, with the with the like, the barbell with the i wasn't i wasn't thinking like that would be like a baseball hat i was thinking like a beanie i think a beanie would be fire too hey then if if say for some reason this thing goes to shit and we don't even end up doing that i will gladly make a beanie too and we sure, can let's make one for you you yes yes precisely i think beanies would be fire though and and don't Absolutely. worry once we get to that point it will be affordable i'm not a dick vin isn't yeah. a dick uh, vin is a dick but all right, it's it's situational, okay? It is situational. I'm more. I think I'm more of a dick. I think yours is more. Oh, situational. easily, easily. I think, don't, I think, don't flatter yourself. I think, I think, you know you. Are. I think I think yours is more situational. I think mine is more natural. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Agreed. I think I'm also perceived as a, I think I'm also perceived as that just because, especially like socially and in public, I'm so like reserved. I'm so introverted. Whereas like here, I don't know why, but like sitting here in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, I feel like natural. Whereas if I were talking to somebody in person who I didn't know about this, it would be like, I would just be silent. And right. I don't want to talk. Right. I would just, like, Honestly, I, me too. like I'm that guy at parties who just stands in the corner and just sits on his phone and, and then just thinks I should call her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next milestone, anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But the next milestone, if we hit, no, once we hit, oh, no, no ifs, once we hit 500 plus followers and or a thousand plus streams on Spotify, I will get the logo tattooed on me. Stop it. I promise you. I will put there it right go. on my thigh or right on my trap, right I up here in the back. I retract my further statement <laughs> on this topic. <laughs> you want me to pull it out? And- uh you saved it did you save it the chat oh yeah no no i don't think i did maybe not it hasn't been 24 hours though but okay but (laughs) whatever whatever what was it five thousand uh five thousand streams i put i i made it a little bit harder because i know you i know you (laughs) and i know your family but if we have this is again Mr. Wagner, if you're listening to this, this is all hypothetical. Uh, I so hypothetical. I know, that, I know Ben, and I know your family's thoughts <laughs> on it, and I don't want to get him in trouble. And this is my Please. convincing. But if we get, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do temporary. Okay, temporary that I can work with. Temporary tattoo, but that it's got to work with. Temporary tattoo, but somewhere where it's visible. Well, with all the pain of a real tattoo. Understood. <laughs> I'll make sure it's painful. All the pain of a real tattoo, but it's temporary. Anyways, what we're hinting at is 5,000 plus followers and or 10,000 plus streams. Then we'll get the logo on him. I'm not going to say temporary tattooed. Understood. Temporary tattooed. Understood. I know there's thoughts work. on it. I'm not going to bash on those. If we do that and then gets the temporary tattoo, I will get another real tattoo of what people want because I... I will put it on my thigh somewhere where it can be covered up. Um, I'm not going to get anything stupid, but um, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe get an emoji or something. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to what this podcast, this episode is really going to be about. Um, as most of the listeners on here will know, early National Signing Day has just passed. So I want to make it clear and make it uh, – what are the words I'm looking for? I don't know what the words I'm looking for are technically. 
because I'm trying to sound too professional. Yeah, you don't you don't have to articulate. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. I try to articulate, Vin. I I like yeah. to sound presentable. We know. We, we know. Well, I'm no. I know the cursing kind of offsets that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, early National Signing Day just passed. Do not stress. If you are not please offered don't. or signed yet, please, please don't. Okay. Keep in Banging mind, you. early <laughs> national early national signing day. Typically, the people who sign are kids who are going to early enroll at their institution. So, kids who are going to graduate high school right. early in December, like say some kid going to an SEC school, going to Bama, will sign on early national signing day so that they can enroll at Alabama on January fifth or whatever it is and start up spring ball there and start training there. Right. Um, so do definitely do not stress after early national signing day. I know I had a couple of my teammates sign on early national signing day. They didn't enroll early, but they were just set. They knew what they were doing. Um, I personally chose, I was committed before early national signing day, but I chose to sign on regular signing day just so that I could sign with my teammates in high school. Um, Cause I knew they were going to sign on, on February. I think it was like February 7th, something like that when you and I signed, but regardless on any national signing day, if you're a senior and you are not offered or signed, do not freak out, please. Like you're just gonna piss yourself I, off. It doesn't mean speak, anything. I can speak personally on that too, please. Uh, the biggest thing that I could tell you is to never forget your why. Don't forget why why you want to play college football. Don't forget, or, or any college sport in general, don't forget, or even if you want to go to college, don't forget why you're doing it, yes. why you love what you do and why you want to continue doing it. 100%. Because when, when you sit back and you could look at the whole situation and remember your why, all that stress of nobody's offered me. I feel like nobody wants me. I feel like I'm not good enough. That's going to completely go away because you're going to find that, that inner confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and with that inner confidence, when you're confident in yourself, I should say, when you're confident in yourself, you are much more attractive as a person. Not physically. Sure. Easily. <laughs> Maybe physically. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, Maybe. honestly, honestly, it could. honestly, it it could. actually it does. No, no. F that. Fuck that. No, it applies. <laughs> when you're more confident in yourself, like look at me with this mullet, dude. I got it flowing out the back. Nah, we we might be going the wrong route. <laughs> back on track. Back on track. No, but seriously, when you're confident in yourself and you'll present yourself much better to people, especially when you're meeting college coaches and you'll have a firmer handshake, you'll be able to maintain eye contact a lot better and you'll just be much much more presentable and much more attractive as, as a student athlete, as a prospective student athlete at a school. So just keep that confidence, man. Keep that confidence. Keep reaching out to coaches. Keep doing combines. Keep doing camps. Whatever it takes to get your name out there. Um, and this goes for everybody in high school if they're trying to get recruited, whether they're seniors waiting for that one offer, whether it's Division One, Division Two, NAIA, JUCO, D3, whatever it is. Um, or if you're a high school freshman who's looking to start getting into the recruiting process, uh, always keep your confidence. Always keep your confidence. Now, with that said, don't be cocky. Don't have an ego. Do not have an ego. Because there's, there's a thin line there. There's a thin line there. There's a difference between being confident. There's a difference between being confident on one hand and just being 
egotistical and an asshole on the other. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, and then another thing I wanted to touch on, and I said this in the first episode, I'm saying it again, and I'm going to say it a bunch of times more whenever we talk football and recruiting, any offer is a legitimate good offer. Get that whole division one or bust thing out of your head. You gotta, you gotta just simply realize that the amount of people that are blessed with the opportunity to go to a university or go to a college and play a sport and basically get paid to go there and do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously you're not getting cash money, but this is, mm-hmm. this is a scholarship. There are people that have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars and take out loans in order to get the most basic education. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you're a student athlete too, whether you're on scholarship or not, if you're any sort, if you're a student athlete within a varsity sport, there are so many positives that come with that too. So many resources to your advantage from tutors to nutrition to um, it's a it becomes everything. it becomes a, a lifelong thing too. It's not just while you're at college. If you're if you're lucky enough to make it through your college career and play play a sport that whole time, you you build relationships and you you build you build that bond with people and you you never know where that's going to take you in the future. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and back to the whole do you want get the D one or bust mentality out of your head. There's if your goal is the NFL, like don't think you have to go to a Division One school for that to happen. Look at look at Kyle Duggar, defensive back for the Patriots, taken yeah. in the second round, first pick by the New England Patriots out of Lenore Ryan University. You know what Division Lenore Ryan is? Division Two. Deontay oh, Harris. <laughs> Deontay Harris out of Assumption yeah, College. Yeah, is poured up on our field. <laughs> back, yeah, back before we were even there, but uh, he's an All Pro. Uh, kick returner starting to get on the start. I'm watching him. He's starting to get on the, get on the offensive side of the ball too, which is sick. Um, Drew Brees is his quarterback. Can we, can we just sit back and realize that for a second, that this guy gets balls thrown to him by Drew Brees. And, and like two years ago, he was playing against St. Anselm. Yeah, two years ago, he was, <laughs> he was taking kicks from Joe Cody. <laughs> oh my god it's crazy shout out joe cody we love you (laughs) for real love joey love joe um yeah that's that's really all i got on that man just don't stress you're just gonna freak yourself out if you're thinking oh these coaches don't want me i'm not cut out for it just just keep your head high keep your head high use your resources to get yourself out there use your high school coach if they're actively involved um, if you don't have a great relationship with your high school coach, reach out on your own. Again, shout out to Joey. But, yeah, just get that D1 or bust mentality out of your head. It'll just – it'll screw you, man. It'll screw you out of some great opportunities, you know. Oh, yeah. um, and, and getting into those opportunities. Um, Vin, tell me about your – your whatever you want to talk about regarding recruiting. Yeah, so my, my recruiting was definitely uh, – Peaks and valleys, for sure. Uh, I, I've mentioned this once before, and actually, um, the first, the first podcast that we made. I, I was playing baseball in college up until my my junior season of football. Um, I, I just had a change of heart, and I decided that's what I wanted to do. And uh, the biggest lesson that that I learned from 
from this recruiting process is just never to leave leave an opportunity. Don't don't leave any door unopened because that's probably the biggest regret that I have. Um, yeah, so this was towards the the end of my recruiting. Uh, I had no offers at the time, and this was the very last football camp that I had scheduled. And I decided, okay, like I woke up that morning, I, I was completely discouraged just because of how recruiting was going for me. And I said, I'm not going to this camp. <laughs> it was uh, about four or five hours away. And I said, I'm going to drive there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to work my tail off just for every single coach there to overlook me and not want me. And I looked at my dad. I said, dad, we've, we've been at this for <laughs> three or four months now. I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm not going. I'm going to be wasting my time. And obviously he tried to convince me to go, but I had my mind made up. I said, I'm not going. And what actually happened was I'm scrolling through my Twitter later that day. And I see uh, a local player from my hometown actually got offered by them. So that's that's kind of when I realized I was like, I should have fucking went. (laughs) I should have went. Never leave. But Yeah, it's um, it was that was a really big wake up call for me because I, I don't think I've ever made a decision like that in my life. I'm never I'm never a person to really get discouraged if if things aren't going well. But this was something that uh, I was really passionate about and still am passionate about, and it, it it's it was really really discouraging just feeling unwanted, and I it helped me build confidence in myself. And that, that was a big, big learning point for me. I realized that who I am as a player, it made me realize how, how much I put into this, how much, how much work this took, how much, how much time this took. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for all of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely on the same page as you. I went to camps all over the place. Um, I didn't get my first offer until, I think it was spring of my junior year and it's from small, small school that at the time, you know, it was a legitimate option just cause I was excited. I was like, man, I got my first offer. Right. Um, right. Especially, you know, being following the, the South Florida football world on Twitter, I was seeing people get offers every day. I'm seeing kids who I've beat in one-on-ones who I've beat at camps, who I've beat right, on right. Field in <laughs> games get offered before me. And it's just like, like really him? Yeah, him? literally. Like, he's strong. Really? Like, come on. Like, oh, he's an inch taller than me. Yeah. Oh, big deal. But uh, that well. you know, college, college recruiters always have their they have their reasons for for looking for certain guys, and maybe I wasn't a fit at those schools, and and it really comes down to being that perfect fit. And and I knew that when I chose when I chose Saint A's, when I knew I was going to go there, it was after I was. Well, first of all, as soon as I stepped foot on campus, I fell in love with the school, fell in love with the coaching Amen. staff, <laughs> fell in love with the facilities and everything like that. But on top of that, I was just, especially when I chose to commit, because I committed fairly early, I committed during the season, my senior year. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm fed up with this whole BS when, when it comes to meeting coaches, shaking hands, having them say, oh, follow us on Twitter, come to my camp um we'll get back to you and then I'd follow them on Twitter I'd reach out to them send them my film and then I don't hear from them ever um it's just really really discouraging but I just kept my head on straight and I kept working and then again I I knew I was a perfect fit 
at St. A's. And I was like, you know what, this is the place that I want to be for the next four years of my life. And, and I was just a great fit. I think I fit well with the coaching staff. I fit well with the program. Um, I fit well with the school. And another big thing too, for, for anybody listening um, who's currently going through the recruiting process, a big thing for me in choosing a school was finding a school that I knew I would want to go to if I weren't playing football. Because that way, Agreed. <laughs> I know like football is just a bonus. And that way it kind of helps me keep my, my priorities straight when it comes to academics and knowing like I'm here to, yes, I'm here to play football, but I'm here ultimately to get an education to prep myself for the rest of my life. Um, for sure. That's, that's really it. It for me, then you got anything else to add on this episode? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I've learned just from high school sports, the recruiting process and uh, halfway through our sophomore year right now is to, if, if you love what you're doing as hard as it gets, don't stop, keep going. This is, this is part of life. You're going to, you're going to hit your rough patches. You're, you're going to want to, you're going to want to hit snooze on the alarm clock and go back to sleep. If you get up and work your tail off and let's say whatever you're trying to do, doesn't work out at the end of the day. If you know that you gave a hundred percent effort, every single day that you woke up, then you should have zero regrets. I think, I think that's the best way to put it. That's the best. I think that's the best way we could end this episode. Really. Um, just yeah. don't have any regrets. Take every opportunity that you're given um, and, and just capitalize. Yeah. And to, to be, tell you, and to be even more specific to get back to that whole recruiting thing, reach out to every single coach that you possibly can. 100%. Don't, because the way that I look at it is it's an opportunity. Every time you see a coach that you say, okay, I don't follow him, but his DMs are open and I could send him a message, do it. Absolutely. Do it. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter division. doesn't matter where they're located. doesn't just take the time out to say, I'm going to give this coach an opportunity to recognize me, not only as an athlete, not only as a student, but as a person. hundred percent, hundred percent. And and on that, that topic of, of reaching out to coaches, you might have coaches reach out to you from the smallest school in the country, smallest division three school, smallest NAIA school. You might say, I don't want to be there. That's not a school that I want to be at. Never be rude to recruiters, never ghost them, never leave them never. on red best thing you can do is be respectful and say, coach, I don't think I would be a great fit here. Thank you for the, thank you for your time and thank you for your interest. And who knows that small recruiting coach at that small school in the middle of nowhere could end up being the recruiting coordinator at Alabama someday. Yes. That's literally hypothetical, but, but you get the the amount of coaches that I, that I've looked at and like my old Twitter DMs and see that they've changed schools. Some have gone higher to higher divisions. Some have gone to lower divisions. Some changed their, their position. It's, it's something that you should definitely keep in mind that even though they're coaches, these are people too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's something that we all forget sometimes is ultimately too, like they're just doing their jobs. They're trying to get, yeah. yeah their, I mean, their I, job is to win football games and find people that fit their programs and schools the best. And you might not be the best fit. It's not the end of the world. Just uh, 
dust it off and move on and try to find a school that is the right fit for you. And I promise you that school will come. And vice versa, you, you could, you could definitely get some, some coaches that you might feel are, are being rude to you. As yeah, you mentioned. Yeah. They, oh yeah. They, I got, they DM you and invite you to your camp, you show, you show up and they shake your hand and say, Hey, what's up? What's your name? <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've had that happen too. I'm going to tell I'll, me about it. That I'll happened spare, probably eight, eight out of the 10 camps that I went to that happened. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll spare school names and, and coach names, but uh, there was a coach. I went to his camp. It was, it was, it was a school in Pennsylvania. That's all I'll say. And um, their coaches came to my practice. They were like, look, if you, I balled out, I did my thing. They were like, look, if you come to our camp and do your thing as a friend of our coaches, you'll get offered. I went to their camp. I don't get me wrong. I didn't have a great camp by any means, but I also had far from a poor camp. You know what I mean? And I think I, I, I performed well, I didn't perform phenomenally, but um, one thing I noticed was I just did not click with their offensive line coach um, at all. He just, I found him to be kind of ignorant, um, kind of blatant, not very blatantly, blatantly. Uh, I don't want to say blatantly honest, but just not, not a type of me and him just didn't click. That's the best way to put not it. Not comforting. Yes. Yes. Not, yeah, not, 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 I was, not appealing and not comforting. They say I got offered from that school. I would not have wanted to go to that school because um, as much time as you spend with your position coach, right. I just know I would not have been receptive to his coaching and whether it was a, I think it was a personality thing. Me and him just didn't click, but it, that happens. And, and I'm grateful because then after that camp, I went to an even bigger camp with a bunch of coaches and, and that uh, vastly improved my, uh, my network, my networking with college coaches. And I, that might be where the St. A's coaches found me. Cause I think they were at that camp. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, that's, 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 I guess that's really my story. It's a small part of my story, but, but my story nonetheless, um, that's all I got, man. Yeah, same here. Same here. And bet to anyone listening, best of luck with your recruiting, uh, people who are, who are just training and tuning in for the exercise part of this. Keep working hard. Keep your head down and work through all this COVID bullshit. Yeah. Don't forget why. Don't yeah, forget why. Never, you- <laughs> never forget why. Yes, if you listen, maybe you're not – maybe you're just into the strength and conditioning aspect and, and the weightlifting and, and – training part of this and you're not really interested in the football if you stuck through this and listened to all the football talk there was definitely something that you could pull away from there um and apply it to your lifting sure. and your training and and really just i feel like anything in life and that's where football is such a great sport because everything even down to the recruiting process that maybe not everybody goes through there's still opportunities to learn in there and, and apply that to your own life um i think i think that's going to wrap it up um as always um give me a shout on on instagram at w cunningham 65 also on twitter at w cunningham 65 and where most of the listeners come from my tiktok at willie underscore c 65 uh vin your socials instagram vincent double underscore wagner and twitter at vin wagner 33 there you go so Keep supporting us. I love, yes, again, there's there's a small amount of you, but your support does not go unnoticed. 
Um, this is something that Vin and I have a lot of fun with and we'd love, we love to keep doing it. And the way we can keep doing it is with more support and, and more, more followers and, and just things to keep us motivated so that we feel like we're not just talking to a wall right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess that's it. Um, yeah. Hey, Vin. Sure. Hey, Vin. Hey, well. Nice. Nice. All right. There you go. Peace.